Who knows when social activities, public gatherings, the church, and most of life will get back to normal. In fact, it seems that in many ways we're entering into a new normal that will cause us to reconsider how and why we do a lot of things, including and maybe especially as the church worldwide. This new normal we're entering into will require daring new leaders who partner with their people, open new doors for not yet believers, and model new ways of being the church. Some of these things will work amazingly. Some of them will fail terrifically. In many ways, we've entered into an ancient future frontier, and I'm excited. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship is a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, good to be here. Good to be doing this with you again, brother, as always. And uh, kind of fun to be doing our live social distancing edition. Uh, you know, I mean, not the topic per se, but uh, the way we're choosing to do the show today, right? So, Yeah, and we're grateful for the people that um, we're actually doing this live, as you said, Uh there's people right now on our Facebook group that are joining in. So um, people that want to be part of a good community, you can go to uh, to the Facebook group, which is Life School Podcast on Facebook, and see there's uh, a growing number of eyes popping up on the live feed right now. So they're getting a little bit of a sneak preview. That's of what awesome. What's going on with you, man? How's, how's COVID holding up? And uh, how, I know you're going nuts because your kids, your grandkids just live a couple of uh, miles from you but this might be putting a little yeah we've uh we've been seeing um pretty much the family pretty regularly including my beloved grandsons right my uh grandson caesar five he's up north about an hour or so of us and uh, i've not been able to see him nearly as much and uh his mom's pregnant again so another grandson on the way and so she's been kind of ex sort of quarantining you know until she gets to a certain place in the pregnancy and it's a little safer. So yeah, so we've been facing them like crazy. But my little buddy Patton and his sister Remy, I see them all the time. Patton is going to be over here right after we get done recording today, actually. And uh, we're trying to, yeah, have some grandma and grandpa day fun. And so he'll spend the night. Yeah, it's blast, man. I love it. (laughs) Have fun, man. Well, let's, hey, let's jump to a review and then get this podcast moving so you can spend Go for it. Heck yeah. This review comes in from O2SK that says real life gospel talk. This is an excellent resource for inspiration to dig into the life Jesus calls us to. I found this podcast after going through the gospel primer with our community group and found it so real. These guys cover almost every topic you can think of about how to live life as a disciple of Jesus and trying to disciple others around you. Great stuff. So OS2K, O2SK. Awesome. Thank you for leaving that kind. Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah, we got a little smattering of reviews and we'll read another one next time. Um, Anyway, hey, and before we get going on today's topic, um, I just wanted to remind folks um, that we're doing uh, the Everyday Disciple Challenge starting again on the 20th, April 20th. So if you're watching us live today, that's uh, next Monday. If you're hearing this Monday on the normal feed, um, it, maybe it's still not too late to go ahead and register. And even if you missed the first day, if you register, I'll send you the replay and you can get all caught up or, or whatever. Right. And those, uh, so, so anyway, if, if you want to be a part of the everyday disciple challenge, it's, it's four days of live training on 
on Facebook, okay? And it's I go about 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes a day, give you a little bit of homework. And what I'm doing is I'm laying out over those four days basic framework for discipleship that we've used and coached people like literally all over the world and um, going to give that to you and help you get started with just a little bit of homework. And, um, and it's going to help you start some new rhythms with your folks and your life and your family and your church, your missional community, your small group, whatever, that'll last into whatever the new normal starts to work, you know, work itself out to be. But uh, all that stuff in the everyday disciple challenge will work. I promise and it'll be specifically even focused on how do we start now, because that's the now we're in, okay? So you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash challenge and uh, check check that whole thing out. And uh, yeah, I will uh, put the link for that in the uh, show notes as well as I'll drop it in the comments here live. All right. You anyway, know, there you go. You know, join us, 123lifeschool.com forward slash challenge, and you can join me for the Everyday Disciple Challenge. All right. Cool. You know, one of the other things we're noticing too, quite a bit on this podcast over the last uh, maybe month or so, is is a significant uptick in people that are listening to the show and people that are sharing the show. And so, uh, I think people are sitting around more and listening to more podcasts and information. And so, if you're a fan of the show or a casual listener and find episodes intriguing to you, we ask that you share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, with your church, with your tribe, with your friends. Yeah, uh, that absolutely. helps get the show out to some new people that have have not maybe heard it before. You know, right now, one of the things that we're really strongly encouraging leaders to do is to equip the heck out of your people. You got more time now and more flexibility than you've ever had. And so I know a lot of folks are doing this. Uh, They're starting to really pass on the show to their folks and go, hey, listen to this episode and let's hop on a Zoom call or something and let's discuss it, right? So it's kind of like you don't have to prepare any teaching or training. You don't even have to agree with everything, <laughs> but you, yeah. you have a point of discussion and teaching that's like we spend a long time developing every episode, and you can discuss it. Same thing with that Everyday Disciple Challenge. I know of leaders that are getting their whole community and whole churches on. I had a guy write me this week, had a few questions. Said, Great. I'm inviting my whole church to do it, the wow. challenge with us, and they're going to have their own little time to talk about it. So, you know, awesome. it's kind of like free, right? And, and this is the time to be doing those kind of things. So anyway, there you go. Okay, Let's so I was, jump into the episode. What do you think? Yeah, so I was watching the other day, Easter Sunday. Uh, I jumped in on a couple of different pastors, you know, different church websites, and I heard a very similar thing among many of them. When we get back to normal, they said, uh, when things get back to normal. And so I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you think our future as a church is going to be pretty much the same as it was Uh or maybe now every church is going to be start live streaming their services every Sunday, just in case. Do you think we're going to be seeing some new innovations being tried in the church in the upcoming months or even in this post-COVID world that we're going to be living in? Yeah, well, I sure hope so. You know, we did an episode, I think two episodes back on, you know, don't pray for the church to return to normal, right? <laughs> you know, but um, I, I've been seeing so many encouraging things that people are doing. And even churches are trying, but, but, but unfortunately, most of what I've been seeing the churches sort of from a leadership standpoint and polity standpoint doing is sort of new ways of taking the Sunday service online, you know? Hmm. So, you know, a lot of people did like an Easter drive-through thing and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of clever. And I get people, you know, they want to be together and all that, but sitting in your cars in the parking lot and just listening to it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, but, you know, are we just going to figure out for the new normal ways to stream uh, everything we've been doing previously? Yeah. You know, I, I hope not. 
you know, because yeah. the, the sitting in class, you know, sitting in rows rather on Sunday alone in silence primarily, even though we were together, is, wasn't making disciples, right? It's, yeah. and, and like what we want to talk about today is like that's not going to cut it and nor will trying to lead in the same old ways, but like with an online version, that, that's going to be so short-sighted. That's yeah. not going to, that is not going to win the day or make disciples, or see people come to faith in the ways that I think we can. And we're suffering through a crisis right now that is maybe bigger than anything that this country has faced, certainly in our lifetime, right? Sure. And you'd say, well, what about 9-11? Well, that was horrible too. Very small amount of the population like really suffered from that in many ways. And still, we saw so many people come to faith. Well, now we're at, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people worldwide ha have been infected. And luckily it's not millions of deaths, but who knows yet where this is going. The church is forever changed and it's going to take, I really do think, new, daring, humble leadership going forward and, and into some new ways of being a leader. And, and, and so, yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what know, I'm hoping, me, bro. <laughs> it makes me wonder if leaders in the churches that, that are currently out there have ever really even been equipped to manage or to lead these types of things that are going to be needed in the new normal, right? There's probably not a seminary course out there that anticipated what's going on right now and what's, what's the current new norms. Well, there's not, right? I don't think that, you know, in all fairness, nobody was being equipped for like, how do you lead a church when we, we're going to take your, you know, what has been, unfortunately, I think the primary organizing principle, which is like Sunday service. Now, we've been advocating for decades that, no, the primary organizing structure of the church is oikos, it's missional community, it's family and mission, and those can get regathered up and do, and it's wonderful on Sundays or Saturday nights or whatever, but the primary organizing structure of the church was never meant to be an hour and a half on Sunday with people sitting largely in silence, and so yeah. no kidding, like, like you're saying, I don't think anybody was equipped for how do we do you know, be the church with that removed. And that's part of why we're seeing leaders say, well, this is what I have. This is what I've been equipped in. This is what we've been doing. I guess we'll just figure out an online version of everything, or you can drive up in the parking lot and we'll broadcast the same, you know. Yeah, and exactly. So, I mean, fair is fair. Like, no, I don't think people have been equipped. And I think the future is going to be held in the best possible way. And there's led by those daring leaders who are willing to be a different kind of leader, not just do different stuff. Yeah, Back exactly. to that do to be. Like, if we just keep doing what we did so we can feel like we're being the church, but now it's all online and it's even further removed from the community and the priesthood of the saints, man, that is not what, that's not what we want. And we would be missing sure. a grand opportunity. And I think it would just push the church into further irrelevancy if we just sort of take what hasn't been really in a growth curve and seeing lots of people come to faith and making disciples for years now, if we just take that online and do it poorly, here's the thing people have to realize when people are watching movies and online and TV shows online and all these things that they're used to consuming that way. And then they click over and they see like just this, like right now it's you and I sitting next to each other, you know, that's going to be it now. No, it can't be. It can't be. I think it's an amazing tool, and I'm grateful people are using things like Zoom and Facebook Live and all of that. And I hope that never goes away because sure. I'm hearing some good things about connection levels and people staying connected. And uh, I think we get to create new predictable patterns that people yeah. will start to value. And then we can morph those back into face-to-face -face 
and yeah. online and asynchronous types of discipleship going forward. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Let's let's take a couple minutes and talk about the new types of leaders that you're thinking are going to be necessary, um, or even the new type of leadership that we're going to need as we go forward here. So maybe we could spend a few minutes on that. Sure. Um, well, all of this and everything I'm going to suggest will require a lot of humility and sort of open-handedness. I just have to say that up front because it's tough sledding to move into stuff that you weren't trained for. <laughs> you know, exactly. I feel you. I feel you. I feel like every time, you know, Tina and I are serial entrepreneurs. And we've always had our life and business and, you know, family life and ministry all connected as kind of one. Um, but every time we started a new company, I always just feel like I have no idea what I'm doing and yet I got to feed my family or I, this is a ministry and people are super going to be hopefully involved and blessed by this. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, so this takes a lot of humility and, and willing to try and not seeing failure as like, Oh, I failed at it. It's like, no, that's learning forward. <laughs> when things didn't work as the way we'd hope perfectly, yep. you suck. No. Are you, is that a failure? No, that's a learning. What didn't work. Sure. Right. Yeah, and right. I, you know, that's not new. I didn't make that up, but anyway, so I want to say that first. Um, now let's start where I think all true leadership starts, grows and innovates. And that's in the home. That's where we're going to need to see new type of leadership. You know, how are leaders, church leaders currently, um, many who are parents and, and even empty nesters, how are they engaging in spiritual growth today with their kids? That's a great question. And, and in their community. And reaching out to neighbors in ways that connect them to the community, basically connect them to the kingdom, you know, versus just being nice. See, if, if, if we're leading a church and we're like, well, we're real busier than ever trying to figure out how to stream all this, but we're still not leading very well in our homes. And that's been the, that's been the unfortunate tradition is that, you know, the shoemaker's kids don't have shoes kind of things. Um, sure. A lot of church leaders sort of separate and bifurcate their life. I've got ministry and then I've got my family life. And sure, you know, we do church together or we do, now we're doing, you know, we're dropping off some meals or something together, but like, we're going to need to see a new type of leader and even just parents generally, even if you don't work at a church or you're just, you know, average person, like we need to see people really stepping up and owning the spiritual development of their own families and kids. Like we really yeah. do. I think you're right. You know, and I would say to leaders, are you initiating in your own home or just consuming, you know, like, or like if you're not leading, but you're a Christian right now, are you initiating spiritual growth and new rhythms for you and your spouse and kids, if you have them, uh, or are you just consuming or, or are you just trying to keep the kids busy and out of your hair until this all blows over? Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it may not for a while, you know, are you initiating or are you consuming in your home? please be an initiator, try some things, right? We've been steady, you know, giving people ideas on how to, you know, be and do and, and all that. And there's a lot of other stuff out there. And, you know, even outside the church, people are coming up with great stuff. Are you initiating or are you just kind of sitting back and waiting, you know, for others to do it online? Like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, like, well, so, so start doing that in your community and neighborhood. Seize this opportunity to, you know, to be together as a family because you're all in the same house and risk, <laughs> risk being a dork for leading your family spiritually, okay? Again, yeah, this is going to take humility. But, but please stop separating your lives from like spiritual and then family or ministry and family. Like really, really you know? And, and here, here's another thought. Like 
and, and I'll speak primarily to husbands because I know this is how it shags out a lot of the time, not exclusively, but husbands, if your wife is stuck at home, okay, if she's stuck at home uh, or maybe you're all working from home, but she's taking on the brunt of, you know, homeschooling and entertaining the kids, um, would, you, would you take the initiative to carve out and provide her with some me time? Okay. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy about this the other day and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her she could tag me in anytime we want. I'm like, yeah, but then she still has to initiate that. And, um, it's kind of like the old initiative, uh, ways in the hospitality sector. Um, my buddy I was talking to his name, Seth McBee. He told me that he learned as a bellboy earlier in life. He had a job as a bellboy that, um, they're, they're taught that you take the customer's bag. You don't ask if they want you to take the bag. Because 90% of people won't give you their bag if you merely ask. But 90% will allow you to serve them by taking the bag if you initiate. And so, guys, wow. you know, with your spouse, you initiate. You don't wait for her to be fried or tag you in or ask or whatever. Just you start to look for ways to be an, an, you know, an initiator, not a consumer. Yeah. There and what a great it. way to serve your wife too, right? Because yeah. I'm in the boat you're talking about. We got – we got homeschool and that's going on from, I mean, my wife's up at five forty-five, and she's, you know, in bed at 11 at night. And so serving her in a way that allows her to have a break from, from right? the chaos of life is. Just, yeah. And that's leading time. spiritually by the way too, because you're being yeah. a servant in your home in new ways and you're taking the initiative. Also be taking the initiative for serving in the neighborhood and reaching out to your friends and helping your kids figure out how to reach out to their friends and serve in the neighborhood and bless people and yep. help them put on their own, hey, stay connected, uh, Zoom parties or Facebook lives or whatever, you know, like help them out. Sure. They're probably better at the technology than we are, but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Initiate, absolutely. don't just consume in your household and kind of wait, you know, wait for this to be over. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I did help out. I, I got the new Disney Plus for the kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. Eventually More they're going to be out of everything to watch. And so don't let yeah. this time float past. Be a different kind of leader, right? Okay. Yeah. Curious Enough what that. you would, what you would say, like, what about lead pastors in the church? Because like what I said earlier, from what I'm seeing so far, uh, things seem to be mostly going business as usual, minus they have to figure out how to become an online streaming pastor or start yeah. to train the, starting to stream their services. I was talking to a worship leader I served with quite a bit yesterday. And I said, how are you doing? And he said, I'm okay. He's like, I've moved from being like a worship leader to being a tech director, which is not in my wheelhouse. And so I'm yeah. just kind of curious, what would you well, say? Well, we'll talk pastor? about worship leaders in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. What would you say about the lead pastors? Well, I think pastors in general, like, okay, so who are figuring this out right now, God bless you, right? But I think you need to be equippers now, okay? Be an equipper of your people. Don't think of yourself as a preacher and CEO anymore. You know how the standard lead pastor is kind of like in charge of preaching and he kind of runs the business. You know, he's like staff. Yeah. Yeah. He's the boss. You know, even if he has an XP or whatever, you know, if you're a big enough church to have that, um, your people need to be equipped today in all kinds of new things. All right. And I'm not saying that, well, they don't need the word. Yeah, they do, but they really need actionable living it out now. So, so it's not going to hurt you and it's going to help them and it's not going to hurt them and it's going to help them if they're being equipped in the word and not just going deeper in head knowledge, head knowledge, head knowledge. Right now, your folks need all kinds of equipping in new kinds of things and you need to be the crash test dummy for them. 
<laughs> okay? Like mm-hmm. you need to be the one who's out trying out and modeling all kinds of new rhythms that you don't know how to do very well yet. Yeah. So instead of being seen as like the expert, because that's usually, you know, the pastor CEO is kind of like the expert everybody looks to, position yourself as a guide. Mm-hmm. Like really, don't be the one who's got it, because you don't have it figured out. None yeah, of no us do. It's a yep. new normal. Position yourself as a guide, not the expert. And, and that's not, you know, that's not just giving everyone else in your church ideas on what they should be doing now during social distancing and all. A guide goes out on the trail ahead of others and then leads the others together. Yep, That's what absolutely. a guide does, okay? So this is also kind of in connection to that. This is also a time to be developing other leaders and communicators and teachers you know, helping more and more of your people to own the ministry, you know what I mean? Quote, unquote, own the ministry now and going forward. Since no one's an expert and no one's got this wired and no one is, you know, doing any of this perfectly and figuring out how to be in the neighborhood perfectly and all these ways, right? Then now's the time to like help others get there, you know? And so we emerge with a much broader base of the church being the church, okay? Sure. By the way, um, you know how a lot of folks always wish they could be like in the senior pastor's home once in a while, maybe get to know their actual pastor or maybe be a part of their small group, but that's closed. It's been closed forever. You know, it's full. Well, now there are less time and space restrictions. So, you know, if you're a senior pastor, uh, you know, consider maybe having people visit your small group. You know, if you're doing it online, hey, have some guests or maybe open it all yeah. up. You know what? Do your normal small group that you're in, stay connected smaller. I'm going to open mine up on a different night now. And anybody who wants to can hop on the, with us. Hmm. You know, just so they get to know you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With them and they get to hear your own struggles and what you guys are learning to do in your family. And there again, being the crash test dummy. <laughs> okay. You know, so, all right, yeah, let me, right. let me, let me ask you a question now. He, okay. <laughs> and this would be you, right? How do you think those who are in the arts, and lead other people in worship, you know, in the church and all that. Um, how can they be doing, you know, this innovatively, you know, and doing new, innovative, daring things that actually help the church family worship God right now, not just watch the professionals sing about God and say, join me, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. what, what can worship leaders be doing to help people worship and, and grow in that? And take yeah. take ownership for that in their own life. You know, it's funny you asked that because um, I was the other night I was watching CNN at nighttime. Chris Cuomo was live at primetime. and I looked at my wife and I said, "Look at the TV screen and tell me what's different." And he and she said, "He's recording from his living room." And I thought, "Isn't it fascinating?" So is Fallon. So yeah, Cuomo. I mean, they're all just Saturday Night Live was live from their homes. I saw the, that. Yeah, it was so good. I think that. Um, yeah, and I wrote a paper last night for my for some doctoral work on leadership lessons from Bruce Springsteen, who's the boss, and and how I think <laughs> the church is going to have to survive in a post-COVID world. And I think a lot of it is turning that leadership over to the people that they should have been raising up and investing in for quite a long time, yeah. Rather than bringing yeah. the experts to green screen at the church building, what's it look like when you actually equip? Uh, the worship leaders that really do feel like they have a calling where you call them up to that and say, why don't you lead us in a song from your, from your, uh, from your house? Why don't you write a poem? Why don't you commission your artists to uh, 
to write some poetry about what's going on or to engage their local neighborhoods with the arts. Um, You know, one way I've seen it in my little town here is we've actually got a a really cool thing going where I took a sidewall of a building uh, and we've turned it into a community chalkboard. And now every week there's a, a restaurant in town that is giving free meals to the best artist. And we see people on the side of this building now creating art every week. Um, and so you're bringing the community together. Yeah. You're calling people into the spirit of what's going on. And there's ways to do it creatively. But I, I do think specifically in the church, this is a great time for worship leaders to go. Has your leadership methods actually like are people being duplicated when you're not around? Because if you're going, well, I don't have any people in my congregation that can do that then I would, I'd shift the mirror back on, on yourself as a leader and go, what have I failed to do in creating yeah, disciple makers? Leaders, we're called to equip the saints for these acts of service, not just do consumeristic goods and services for them, right? Yeah, and that's where Ephesians 4 comes in, right, with the equipping. Like, if you're not equipping, if you're a really great leader, but you've failed to equip all these years, then maybe you shouldn't actually be working in the church because the role of church staff is to equip the saints for ministry. Yeah. And here's the other thing too, you know, in scripture where it says, and and everyone came together and someone had a word and someone had a Psalm and someone had a song or whatever. Yeah. Why, why not now? I I, I get it. Cause I used to be head of production at a mega church, you know, and it it could be painful to submit people to like, well, this person does not have a skill level ready for a big main stage and they're sweating bullets and they, 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 it wouldn't even, it wouldn't bless them. It wouldn't bless anybody. But sitting here like this, where everybody's on Zoom, how come whoever's organizing worship for their church or whatever couldn't in advance say, "Hey, would you, would you, would you mind having your daughter read, you know, this psalm or this piece yep. of scripture today?" And you know what? I'm going to have a whole bunch of kids draw this this week, and at a certain time, I'm going to say, "Hold them up to the screen," and we're going to see, yeah. you know, an illustration of something. And and someone else who does maybe is not, you know, going to get on stage and crush it with the lights and sound system, but but you know they deeply love worship and singing. You're like, hey, I want you to sing us a song today. You know, I, I just want to yeah. hear you sing it. Or I want you to lead us in a hymn that we all have known forever. But we really want to, you know, or we're going to have the kids lead us in the hymns yep. today. Or we're going to have, you know, all our seniors today are going to lead us. It's almost like a virtual choir, you know. Yeah. Put together new virtual choirs. All kinds of things we get to do. And it doesn't just have to be around singing. There's all kinds of ways to sure. worship God. And it's not just in performed song with participation, right? So absolutely, and that, and those collaborative efforts. A couple of weeks ago, when you and I went on live on Sunday morning, it was really cool. It was the first time that I'm leading worship from this chair in my office, and there's people from literally around the world singing the same song and the same gathering together. And so, you know, maybe Mary reads a Bible verse while while uh, while John is playing piano on his. Right. Like there's so many collaborative efforts. You can like now's the time if ever to let the saints be the saints without having to have show quality perfection. Yeah. And I I know for some churches they are going to go like, Oh, I can't do it. Well, could you do some of it that way? Instead of having the band in front of the green screen that you're streaming out, do the whole thing. What if, what if they just open and close and everything else is going to be the family. That, yep. To me, like when we're not willing to do this at all, that'd be the same thing of going like, hey, whenever our family comes together for like Thanksgiving, you know, we just cater it out because the caterers rock. Yeah, but everybody, yep. you know, everybody could bring. Yeah, but, you know, one time, you know, my sister brought the green bean casserole. It's just a little dry. You know, it's just didn't yeah. have enough salt. How can I have her do hey, that you know what? Again. Like, yeah. yeah, like that would be so weird. And like, what's the point? Right. So 
let your people be the family of God and let increasingly come up with, like there again, remember I said, like, be the crash test dummy. Hey, we're going to try some stuff. And if it's wet, weird or wacky or like, oh my gosh, they canceled their Zoom connection somehow or whatever. You know what? Well, we'll try something different next week. People will love you for trying. Yeah. I promise. I promise. Just like your kids, they're never bummed that you tried to do something new with them and have fun with them and it rained. Well, we tried, you know, like yeah. it's okay. You know, and you know, one of the leadership lessons I really noticed from Springsteen last night was, <laughs> was how people were paying. I mean, this, this particular test sample I used was a crowd of 50,000 people in Germany. Boop. And there was an entire 10 minutes where Springsteen was very aware that people were paying to see him. Yeah. And by, and he stepped out of the spotlight and turned the spotlight onto every band member to do solos in a, and he was very much the center, mm. like, it was that shared leadership that allowed him to actually be a better leader. So if you're not using this time, I think creatively to encourage uh, people that are sitting at home, people that are part of your community that haven't been able to get out of a, uh, get out of their home in a long time because they're, they're not mobile. What a great opportunity for them to actually lead a portion of the service from their, from their apartment or from their house. I mean, this is a time where artists and creatives really need to step up and, and, uh, and push some limits and, and for leadership in the church to go, we are going to fully endorse that and support it. And let's see, let's yep. take those risks. That's right. And, see and what it happens. could be different every week. And I would say, well, that's more coordination than rehearsing the band. I, I don't know if it is, but there again, even if it is, is our job to try to put on a better show than Springsteen every Sunday, or is it to equip the saints for acts of service? Now, just think about it. I, I, a lot more leaders are thinking, hey, the church is going to be way more scattered now and, and redistributed into smaller units like never before. Thank you. We've been advocating that for two decades, you know. But wouldn't it help if they knew how to do all kinds of creative ways of leading each other and worshiping together? Or that do they have to just yeah. go, well, I guess we flip on a video of the band. See, it's like, yeah. I tell you, it's a new normal and we're going to need new types of leadership going on. All right, let's let's, yeah, let, let's let me uh, ask you about um what about folks what are your what are your thoughts on folks who lead like uh ministries where there's children and youth involved? Yeah, okay, same thing. I think what a crazy good opportunity right now and we need different kind of leadership to take us there, but oh, it's going to be beautiful, I think. Um um I think that a new wave of children's ministry and youth leaders who equip parents to lead their kids and their kids' friends spiritually and into discipleship rhythms is going to be key. Okay? There again, you notice the theme here? It's not like, okay, you take all of your youth stuff and figure out how to be like the funniest, most, you know, creative guy on all kinds of live streams. And you know what I mean? Like, hey, there's plenty of that out there, like just on YouTube or, you know, like if you just want to keep kids busy. See yourself as an equipper not help the parents be that guide again mm-hmm. and come alongside parents to help them learn how to lead their kids. And I'm not talking how to lead in the Bible study necessarily, maybe, you know, but sure. that's, that's going to be at the crux of it. Reposition yourself as I'm not the person who does all the youth ministry. I'm the equipper of the people closest to kids who have always would have had a better job of doing youth ministry. And it doesn't require a lot of programming or being in a church building. And, you know, you can still have pizza and Mountain Dew at home, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, There's (laughs) already plenty of like online entertainment out there for kids to watch. So please don't just think, well, I got to do that. I got to keep them busy. And, you know, the elders and the senior pastor expected me to, you know, get those kids online every day and do this, this, and this, and that. Maybe. 
And I'm not saying that's a bad thing unto itself, but if we come out of this and, and the parents and or the kids themselves have no more idea of how to be the church than, ever, than they ever did before, then we haven't solved yeah. anything, right? You're right. right? You're we, right. We have to. And there again, let's underscore this, underline this, it's important to be a guide, not taking the place of the parents in their kids' lives, but walking alongside parents as they take on new, and, I, and again, I'm going to say long overdue roles in the spiritual development of their kids. So we just, there's yeah. just too big of an opportunity. We've actually been advocating this for a long time, that youth ministers, youth pastors, guys and gals, don't do the ministry, equip the parents to do the ministry. Now you've got this whole army out there in your church of people who love kids, especially yeah. their own, and their kids' friends, and it's way easier to do ministry that way and have your kids and their kids, their friends involved in your life than it is to try to talk them to go to a building and do stuff that they don't necessarily want to do. And maybe some of it they do, but you know what I'm saying? So huge opportunity yeah. here. Okay. Now real quick, a couple yeah. of resources I do want to tell folks about though, that they could either do themselves in their homes or leaders, youth leaders, children's workers might want to be the ones to su suggest and initiate and help guide this, right? One's free. One you'd have to order online. Uh, so you can get the story of God for kids that, that we have. We, we, you know, it's been out for years. It's, it's on my website for free. And it's, it's like 25, I think, plus stories. And you do it at mealtime or anytime, really. But there's all, there's all kinds of you know, information there and the stories and the narratives. Uh, I mean, the uh, dialogue to be able to ask questions and engage that, right? Story of God for kids. You can get that right now by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash kids, okay? That'll pop up a little form, put your name and email address, boop, and mail right to you, okay? Great. Also in that same vein, God's Big Story cards are available, and it's basically, I mean, I wish I had to come up with this. It's like a whole lot of narratives out of Scripture, the whole redemptive arc, and they're put on cards, and um, and it's got icons, and then there's a die, like a dice you roll, you know, a die. And, and then based on what color comes up, there's something on the back that you do in light of that story together. It's very interactive and very simple. And I, I, it, I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. It's things like that that we can help our parents do with their kids and do with our kids' friends and all that. It's very simple, and it's narrative-based, story-based, and dialogical, so you get to know each other's hearts better. Okay. So yeah. yeah. I love that, man. You know what else I've noticed too is as, as the world has slowed down that the people that I've had a long time wanting to connect with in my local congregation, and we just yeah. haven't been able to make time work because soccer practice, or I'm, I've been having so many late night zoom conversations where I'll sit on the back porch and have a cigar with like the guys from three years ago. I haven't talked to. Yeah. It's a good opportunity for us to go, Hey, I know we've really been meaning to get together and talk and we haven't been able to. You're at home tonight. I'm at home tonight. Can we just jump on Zoom? And, Speaking and of which, we got to do Cigar and Theologies uh, uh, live like this, huh, with our guys? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now that it's warmer, you know, we got to. Hey, well, speaking of time as well, too, we are pretty into this. So, uh, yeah, probably time to start to <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap Let's, her up, you know. Why don't you, um, we'll get to the big three here in just why don't you again remind people of the challenge that starts on Monday, the Everyday Discipleship Challenge? Okay, yeah, great. There again, it starts April 20th. If you're hearing this on the 20th or even a little bit later, go ahead and register and I can get you replay links. But the Everyday Disciple Challenge is four days of live training, about 30, 40 minutes each day, a little bit of homework, some downloadable resources, and it helps lay the framework 
for everyday discipleship that works now. It works during social distancing, and it'll be a framework that you can build on into the new normal. Okay, so join me for that. It's free. One two three lifeschool dot com forward slash challenge to register, and then you get sent all the links. And here's where the training is live, and it'll be in Facebook, but but in a in in the life school group. So uh, register, then we send you all the links, and you're you're good to go for that. Yep. Great. Well, let's get to the big three because, as always, we want to leave listeners with the big three takeaways from today's topic, which is essentially, if nothing else, things we don't want people to miss. And by the way, you can get a free printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three takeaways for this week? Okay, really short and sweet ones. Okay, first thing. Uh, don't miss this, trying to do online versions of everything you've been doing in ministry while waiting for things to return to normal is short-sighted. There will definitely be a new normal going forward as a culture and as the church together. There will be. It's not going to go back to, up. that's just how it was. Um, Will you be the daring and humble new leader that we all need right now? That's a great question. You know, ask yourself that, right, and pray about that. Second, God's not surprised by anything that's happening today. It's like, oh my goodness, I, we lost all our church building use. Are you kidding? Sure. <laughs> right? Or, or whatever, you know, like people are afraid now. And no. So he loves his kids. God loves his kids. And he desires that these times would draw us closer to him and closer together. You just go back to scripture, right? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love others as yourself. God is not surprised, and he's using this for this. So ask the powerful, creative spirit of God, who now lives in you, who moved mountains at the creation, to help you find new ways of leading and guiding and encouraging others. Okay, Don't just be an imitator, be an yeah. innovator. And, and remember that the most glorious one, God himself, loves you. Okay, So you don't have to fear what others might think about you trying out some new stuff. You're free. Yep. You get to. Okay? Yep. Great. Number three, look for ways to be the guide and equipper for those in your family, church, and community. Don't miss that. Like your role has changed. You're not just an information source or a performer or whatever. Look for ways to be the the guide and the equipper. Don't just do everything for your folks to consume. Share leadership like never before. Trust that God can and will glorify himself through others who may do things differently than you have in the past or Maybe they're not as skilled as you. He'll still glorify himself. That's good that they're doing it differently. We need something different and new right now. So now's your chance, right? (laughs) Absolutely, man. Thank you for those big three. Again, if you want the download of those, you can get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. And if you want to sign up for the Everyday Discipleship Challenge, which starts Monday, April 20th, you need to go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash challenge. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash challenge. And uh, and you'll get signed up for awesome. that. We got to run for now. Next week, we're going to talk about how to find your value when doing is broken. So yeah. uh, identity sounds like maybe is where we're going with that one. A lot of that. Obviously, everything we're doing is different and everything we found our value in because we did it well. That's all broken. <laughs> it's yeah. all changed. So how do we find our value? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm excited. Me too, man. It's always good seeing you. I wish I could have done this with you in person, but I'll take it. All yeah. right, brother. All right, thanks for joining us today. If you want more information on the show, you get it by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.
Thank you.